This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out again on Old Dan. You know, sometimes we grow weary, don't we? You ever been weary? The Old Trailblazer growing weary. But we're just going out day by day. The Lord gives us grace. Be true to your soul. That's our aim and purpose here. That's all we're going to ever do is be true to your soul. And we're doing that now, bringing you these studies on divine healing, true and false. And I tell you, oftentimes, Pastor Shelton was a pastor here for 40, 50 years, and a lot of his messages were in print. And I pick them up, and I glean through them. I don't mind telling you that. I'm not ashamed of it. And I glean through them, and I get those gracious truths out of there. And then I add my little old poor boy stuff to it and how what the Lord leads me to say and what he gives me from my own experience and my own learning that I've been in the Lord now. And I, I do those things. So, uh, I'm, like I said, I have the greatest uh, privilege of bringing you the gospel week after week. Just a plain, simple, old-time, old old-fashioned gospel. I remember when I was a kid, they had the old brush arbors down the road from us. People would get, a, get clear out a little place on the side of the road and put up some brush there where you could be out of the, be out of the sun and, and late in the evening and a little old preacher would stand there, and I admired those fellas. They stood there. They had no, no microphone, no amplifiers or nothing, and they'd preach hell off the cross. I don't remember any of them now, but I remember those things. I kind of feel like I'm one of those Brush Arbor preachers. I do, riding out on old Dan every day. So you, you, you pray for me, if you would. You may not believe a thing in the world I say, but would you, would you pray for me? I'm doing what I believe the Lord wants me to do, and I'm bringing you the truth day by day. That's right. And so let's get back to our study. We're looking at divine healing, true and false. And we were looking there that uh, divine healing is not in the atonement. Let's look at this great truth. Practically every doctrine, every false doctrine regarding salvation grows out of the fact that the individual does not know and believe in total depravity of the human body. Now, my friend, we touched on that in our last study. I tell you, pastor, young preacher, if you miss total depravity, if you miss the total depravity, the, the, the doctrine of the total depravity, you miss every other doctrine of God's word. Let me repeat. If you go astray on the doctrine of total depravity, you will go astray on every other doctrine of God's word. Now, I take my eternal destiny on that fact. Every sinner who ever gets saved comes to see that he's totally depraved and comes to realize that nothing but the blood of the Son of God shed there on Calvary's cross can cleanse you from sin. Oh, we have that song, nothing but the blood, washed in the blood, fountain filled with blood. The false concept of divine healing, that divine healing is in the atonement, all of that grows out of the fact that those who advocate it do not know and have never come to see themselves totally corrupt, totally vile, totally depraved individual. Do you know most folks think well of themselves? They do until the Lord shows you your heart. Oh, my friend, when the Lord pulls back the skylight of your heart and lets you see that bawling, rolling cauldron of sin, look, if and when they do, they come to realize but nothing but the blood can cleanse that heart from sin and wash away the sin. And that when we are saved and made new creatures in Christ, we still have that old nature that we will carry with us to the grave and uh, it is sown in corruption and raised in incorruption. I often tell my folks here, the Lord, these folks tell me, say, well, the Lord gives you a new heart. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He gives you a new heart. But did you know that old heart's still there? 
It sits right there to oppose everything godly, everything that the Lord wants you to do, that old heart uh, influenced by Satan. But you know what you can, how you conquer that? The Bible says it shall not have dominion over you. Oh, my friend, don't pet and pamper that old heart. Tell him, Satan, get thee behind me. Get behind my back. But listen, listen. Folks will come to see that divine healing is not in the point in the atonement, but is only a gift or a sign, and they will be longing and waiting for their new bodies, not to heal that old body. Now, in connection with these statements, let me call your attention to another scripture that I find to have been misquoted all over the world, misused, misapplied as relating to divine healing. These folks that, that go to seed on divine healing. And this verse is found in Acts 9, 11, and 12. If you have your Bibles, turn quickly there with me. I'll give you time to find it. Acts 9, 11, and 12. If you put your Bible there by your, by your chair or by wherever you listen to the old trailblazer, like folks, I used to hear folks say they had a Jim's Corner. I have a Jim's Corner over there by the window where I can see what's going on outside. And I have my radio there and my book and my Bible. And, uh, but listen, I wish you'd get your Bible and have it there with you and open it to Acts 9, 11, and 12. Let me call your attention to something here. I'm not dealing now in personalities. I'm not talking about individuals. I'm just talking about dealing with the doctrine. Listen now what God said, what the Bible said. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought to the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Oh, my friend. That's, this is a very popular verse of scripture with folks who uh, misapply those things. This scripture is quoted and applied under the heading of prayer clause. Let's analyze this scripture, if you will. If you have your Bible, turn to Acts 9, 11, and 12. Let me call your attention to the 11th verse. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. This scripture here calls the attention to special miracles. Special miracles are never repeated in God's Word. You can't find one place in God's Word where special miracles are ever repeated. These special miracles that God wrought by the hands of Paul, as recorded here, were never repeated by the hands of the Apostle Paul at any other occasion. Now, my friend, I stake my eternal destiny on that, and I do. Also, we have no record that any of the other apostles or any other believers ever wrought miracles by handkerchiefs or prayer cloths, and nowhere in any of Paul's epistles does he ever call attention to it. Now, my friend, that's a great difference, isn't it? He didn't call attention to that. No, never in all of his 13 epistles does Paul call attention to this special miracle, and he never commands it, never does, no. It's recorded there and left, never repeated. So the scriptures calls our attention to the fact that these were special miracles. Miracles never to be repeated. Now, what kind of special miracles did God work by the hands of Paul? Let's look at the 12th verse. So that from his body were brought to the sick handkerchiefs or aprons. The word handkerchief means sweat cloths. The word aprons means half girdles. They're not called prayer cloths. Paul did not go out and buy a piece of cloth and tear it up and pray over it and send it out to the sick. And the sick did not send him handkerchiefs of cloth to be prayed over or blessed. No, 
These handkerchiefs or aprons were on the body of the apostle, and they were taken from the apostle Paul and carried to where the sick was. And that's what the scripture says. So that from his body were brought to the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed, and the evil spirits went out from them. Oh, my friend, let's not get away from the fact that these were special miracles. Now, I know in my lifetime I've seen and heard these uh, divine healing uh, troops come through our little town, and I've seen them uh, give out prayer claws, they call them. I think the pastor went out and bought a a king-size sheet and cut it up in four-inch squares, and it probably ain't no telling how much money he raked in. They actually sold those things. And then I've I've seen others on the television. I've seen them uh, tear up a sheet and send out those four-inch claws. And I know years and years ago when I was a small young boy coming up, my mother oftentimes would listen on the radio to one of those faith-healing preachers. And she would get those things in the mail. And uh, she'd send them a dollar, whatever. I don't know. But my friend, that's a misnomer. The, the Lord never the Lord never intended for some pastor or preacher or evangelist uh, to cut up a bed sheet and send it out and let people send money back with it. So-called, he'd pray over it. I saw on the news not long ago where one of those uh, faith-healing preachers they did those things where they, when they got the mail in, they dumped all of the, the claws back in the dumpster, and the preacher never even saw them. Some of his workers that were shown dumping them in the, in the dumpster out behind the church somewhere, and no, no telling how much money they raked in. But my friend, that's, that's the error. That's the, 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 the falseness of all of this thing. Some poor soul out there on welfare, on Social Security, getting a meager income and sending one of those devils. That's what I call them, devils. They're a tool of the devil. Sending out prayer claws, my friend. That's the biggest farce that ever was palmed off on our people, and I stand behind it with all that happened that I have. I'm, I, I guarantee you, my friend. You 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 test it out and see. You you just test it out and see. And I tell you, they're false. It's not right. And I know folks that don't. Many folks will take issue with what I'm saying, but I've seen those folks. I've seen those tents come to town and. Folks back up to the tent with an ambulance, and they bring somebody out in a wheelchair, and after a while they go shouting down the aisle without no wheelchair and a walking stick. But you go there the next day or two, and you'll find that fellow out plowing behind the barn somewhere. He ain't never been in a wheelchair. I know those things to be a fact, and I can tell you about them. But, my friend, listen, would you just ask the Lord to show you error when you find it? Just show you error. The greatest thing in this life is to be saved, not to be healed. If all of that worked, it would not be worth anything except uh, bodily healing. But my friend, the Lord, the Lord heals folks. You just ask the Lord. Ask the Lord to, to give you uh, faith to believe. And the Lord heals when he chooses to. Not because some preacher uh, gives you a white handkerchief or to pray over or something. No. His praying over it means nothing. And I know folks are warped and twisted minds and Satan blinds hearts and blinds minds. I know those things. But my friend, I'm throwing everything that I have in your path to, to keep you from going out into eternity on a false delusion. You've been, you've been duped into believing those things with all those glossy pictures they send you with a personalized picture and all of those things, my friend. It's a, it's a, it's a farce. It's a farce. And as one fellow said, follow the money. 
And I could I could tell you some stories that make the hair stand on your head, my friend. How that behind the scenes, uh, how those folks live. I heard one evangelist on the radio talking about it. he lived in a little two mo- modest two bedroom house. Yeah, he had a brick fence around five acres that cost a half a million dollars. But my friend, the old trailblazer is going to be true to your soul regardless of what it costs him. This is the old trailblazer, Pastor Albert Pendarvis, pleading for your soul. Would you ask the Lord? To, to open your heart and enlighten you, just just ask the Lord, Lord, show me the error of those things, and that I may not be caught up in it. And if you would, write me and let me hear from you. All of these messages are on CDs, and, and some of them in print. If you write me, I'll send them to you. But remember, my mailing address, help me with the broadcast, if you will. You say, well, there you go. All you do is ask for money. No, I sure don't. No, I sure don't. If the Lord leads you to help me with this broadcast, five, whether it's $5 or 50 cents, doesn't matter. But the Lord doing that. Remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer, post office box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye and God bless you.